previously on Full Immersion. Dynamicoms, a branch of MBN that manages web space and, and content creation. They are pretty soon due to close Frontload, a tech startup that they purchased. Frontload has collected info about its creators and partners without their consent. My employers are willing to pay you to somehow corrupt or otherwise render the data that Frontload has uh, useless. The best solution is what, if we could find a legitimate reason to visit the Frontload office. I think some sort of fake story on there closing down. The first line sounds like Tegan needs to contact them and see if see if we can get this green light in the first place. You could literally just call them up, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe if I browse their website, maybe they'll have like a press inquiries contact form or something like that. My only warning here is that if we do something which is directly related to this company, that is very much going to put us on the radar with regards to, say, legwork clocks. Whereas if we're attempting to do business with some other company then it will escape the notice of Dynamicoms. But it doesn't get us into Dynamicoms. Can you pretend that you're a different reporter to who you actually are? No. No? I can't give someone else a story. I think we should try to um, fabricate uh, records for getting in, right? Like, we can. We want to get in with aliases. Even if we go under what, maybe with the exception of Tegan, who, want, who is using her own name as kind of uh, weight... I feel like the rest of us probably want to use aliases to be part of her crew or whatever. Oh, just make just make up a name. I don't think we need documents. I think that you would need at least flimsy security documents to submit to the business park for them to let you in. Like the company you're interviewing won't necessarily vouch for you unless unless you can convince them that they should. So you would need to go through some kind of internal process, and then maybe the company would have. Um, some kind of requirement, but that will depend kind of on how you go about getting this interview. I, th- I think at least initially we're assuming that we're going to do that by saying Tegan with her with a reporting crew and see if we can just tag along with Tegan's actual credentials. So who are you trying to get an interview with? Uh, I guess uh, Matteo, Matteo Cooper. He's the, the founder, right? So it, I think uh, his take on Dynamicom, uh, Dynamicom's coming in and taking over and then shutting down his business how does he feel about that okay um i think in so getting this interview i think is going to require i don't think you could just contact him via whatever contact you can find for him on the web and just get it arranged i don't think you're a big enough name for that to work Uh, because he is an mbn employee and this is a reasonably big story in terms of the business reporting world so this is going to require something else to make it work the default way would be for you to declare a contact and use them to get to get help but if you have a different way you think might work that would also be fine but it's it is going to involve some kind of um actual espionaging i think so what co- sort of contact uh would i declare to help in this sort of situation that is completely up to you you could just have someone that knows people like that's a lot how a lot of reporters get good interviews or good you know get into places is they like just have the a person network. who set you up at MBM, for example, like somebody who works for Dynamicon. Yeah, I could. I guess I could see if someone could set me up with an interview rather than going directly to him myself. So let's do the declare contact move, everyone's favourite move. Um, when you need to call in a favour from a new contact, name and describe them, then say why the contact owes you a favour or why you owe them a favour. The MC will ask you some questions about the contact and your relationship, add them to your list so you have them forever. Um, you can only declare a contact once permission, although some people can declare more than one. Yeah, so describe this person and how you're talking to them. You know, is it in real space? Is it in net space? 
um, and like your kind of history with them. So, you know, would you go to them because you have a very good professional relationship or uh, <clears throat> is there kind of a friendship? Did you help them out at some point, etc., etc.? I think it will be someone who is part of the blogosphere, I guess. I was really hoping you were going to say blogosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't think of a better word on the spot. <laughs> I think we'll have probably discussed, maybe talked shop sometimes, maybe we'll exchange a couple of emails, uh, you know, cool story on such and such, or I really liked your coverage of whatever topic. Why would they owe me a favour? You don't need to detail that necessarily. We can just say that, you know, you helped them with something in the past and maybe it'll come up at some point or maybe it won't. Yeah, um, maybe we just... um, work together on covering something and uh, so we've got a sort of a working relationship already. Uh, you need to name name and describe them as well. Okay. I think their name is Harlan Weiss. So are they they're also another kind of freelancer, right? They're not an MBN employee. I would say I think Harlan has a specific niche in his coverage. Uh, he's a pulp horror blogger. He's, he's kind of gained quite a lot of traction in that sphere, although he's not very well known outside of it. But because of the entertainment basis, um, he's on good terms with a lot of publishers, um, getting books to review, film previews, that kind of thing. Yeah, he understands the hashtag content and the friends that you need to make in order to produce the hashtag content. Precisely. Cool. Uh, how do you meet him? I think I probably sent him an email and uh, meet him in real life. I think we probably live relatively near to each other. Uh, at the very least, we live in the same city. Cool. What kind of place do you think you would meet? Like a sort of relatively trendy uh, cafe. Sorry for inundating with a billion questions. It's just no, no. contacts like colour out our sprawl and like let us kind of get a good sense for the world. So. I feel like these details are important. And what does he... What's his physical appearance then when he meets you, at least, in this situation? Fairly casual. I think he wears jeans and sneakers, a black... A faded black t-shirt with, like, a horror movie reference on it, and, like, a blue and black checked flannel shirt over the top, but unbuttoned. His hair is artfully messy. Okay, yeah, so we'll... Uh, we'll cut to that scene. We probably won't play out, you know, every 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 word that you exchange. We probably catch up with you as you're cutting to business. Um, so if there is any small talk, I don't think we see it. Um, but at some point, he's like, um, "So, uh, Tegan, you're you're uh, you're busy, and you've always got your eyes on something. There must be a a reason you wanted to meet up. You mentioned that there's something that you might need my help with." Yeah, I was actually hoping to uh, cover a story that would be relevant. Uh, a kind of almost like a not a story for for my readers but a story for my friends in the industry i'm sure you've heard that um front loaders being closed down by dynamicons and i was quite interested in getting a bit more detail on what that means for them and their employees and what that will mean for the people who use their systems he's like oh sure yeah that sounds like it might be useful yeah what were you kind of hoping to do did you want to do like a little documentary feature thing or did you was there someone in particular you wanted to talk to yeah i was actually thinking uh, if we could chat with um matteo cooper uh the founder um see how he feels about his project being shut down maybe get some recording equipment take a few people onto the site just 
just give people a good look at, at what goes on behind the curtain. Okay, now is the time to roll the dice. Uh, so roll to hit the street, so we're, you're rolling based off style, uh, and on a 7+, plus you get what you want, and on a 10+, plus it's especially good. Ooh, 12. Nice. Okay, so that means that you get what you want without any strings attached in this case. So the last time you worked together, you obviously... Uh, you obviously helped him out. Whatever you're working on, it sounds like you did more work than he did, and he kind of knows that. Yeah, actually, I do. I do know a guy in Dynamicoms. Um, I think I could could get that that set up for you. I'll um, I'll send the details. Uh, and the other thing is, you get something extra because you rolled ten plus. Um, so you either add an intel or add a gear. Cool. I'm gonna add an intel. Okay. So he tells you something, or somehow you gain intel through him. And when you use that intel at some point, we'll flash back and work out exactly how and why you got it. Oh, I, I've, I house-ruled intel. I can't remember if you remember the episode where I did this, but usually before you roll the dice for anything, you can spend an intel, explain why it's relevant, and get plus one to the roll. Um, I just change it so you can spend plus one after the roll, just to make intel a little bit more useful, because I'm not crazy about staking resources when you don't know if they're going to do anything. But yeah, mark an intel, and you get the interview set up. I will let you kind of dictate when this is and exactly what it looks like I'll, I'll obviously veto if it's you know like you say if you want to take place in the server room probably not but um you guys <laughs> kind of decide what this interview looks like what i will say is what the results of the role will give you is that tegan can get in and interview mateo that is fine i think in terms of the team if you want to get the rest of the team in you'll need to sort like i said before some flimsy but passable ids to get into uh the, the business park and then you also you could also use these probably to get into the front load offices. Uh, this th there's a possibility that someone might notice something is up with them later, but anything good enough to get you into the park will also get you into Dynamicoms for now. Show sure, you are someone who can do this, right? Yes, I can procure IDs if that's what we need. Uh, I can go chat to Glitch. She is my fixer friend, and she will fix it for me to have some cool IDs. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's play that out. Do you meet her in in physical space? The kind of she was in kind of like a rundown flat before, I think. Let's make it somewhere different, just for the sake of variety. Somewhere more casual, not a bar. <laughs> I struggle. <laughs> I struggle with meetings in bars. Yeah, there's probably a bar that Lost Corp hang out in a lot, and anyone can come in. Yeah, I've watched enough Riverdale to know about gangs that hang out in bars. Riverdale's a good idea. Let's say that we meet in an ice cream shop. No way. <laughs> When's the Riverdale role playing game coming out? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we meet in a noodle bar. I bet Shell slips her noodles. <laughs> yeah. pa perhaps, yes. I can't think how this comes about, but basically uh, we agree to meet up f to get some food and I say, oh, I like noodles. And Glitch is like, okay, well, let's go get you some noodles, whatever. <laughs> She's She kind of likes to look after me a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's, we meet in a fairly casual place. We grab some noodles. It's just a kind of like, there's like a... Um, it's quite small, it's like narrow building, there's like a bar along one wall, like you can sit at stools, um, there's like a kind of uh, glass deli counter thing where they have the options and you just kind of get a bowl and you fill it with whatever. Um, so it's, it's very casual and I ask her for a favour. I say, um, I'm running a mission um, that involves uh, getting into uh, Dynamicoms. We have a cover story um, so we're not looking for full ID. We're not looking for full kind of uh, identities, but we just need so enough paperwork that won't immediately flag us up as criminals, like some documentation, fake names, that kind of thing. Uh, we'll be posing as a kind of recording crew for an interview. She's like a 
Oh, interesting. Um, what kind of mission is it? It's a uh, well. I, I explain it. I'm sure there's a keyword for it. I'm not sure what it would be, but it's uh, this company has data on its uh, customers, and I guess someone wants it destroyed. Uh, I can probably do that. The, those IDs sound like like child's play. I am a child, so that sounds perfect. <laughs> roll to hit the street, Johnny. I will. I'll roll style, and I'll do it in the most stylish way possible by pressing this button. Uh, seven. You still owe her a favour, which might come up in a second, but let's... Oh, mm-hmm. I do owe her a favour. All right. That's right. <laughs> Double I'll, I'll rack time. it up. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Choose two from the list below. Your request is going to cost you extra. Your request is going to take some time to put together. I'll come back to that one. Give me a second. Because um, this one, your, your request is going to take time is always a, an interesting one. Uh, your request is going to attract, attract unwanted attention, complications, or consequences. Your contact needs your help, needs you to help them out with something. If you turn them down, take minus one on going to this move until you make it right. So, um, in terms of time, I think I've had this. I think I probably do this speech every time. Time is one that, like, it, I have to, I have to be uh, attach consequences to. Otherwise, it's kind of a freebie. You're like, oh, we'll just put the mission off by a couple of days. So, in this case, I'm going to say that your request is going to take some time to put together. Would mean that the interview, like, you end up not be, you aren't able to get the IDs ready to go um, until a point where, like, the interview should have happened. If that makes sense, so it will look like you guys are waiting too long to do the interview. Like, MBN will send you a date and you'll have to be like, actually, can we do it at this date? So you're kind of messing them around a bit. So that would look not great. That's what time would represent. Does that make sense? Yeah, fine. I don't think we need it in particularly prompt time, but I would like, I don't want to put it off because I feel like we might need to follow up. Like, we might need to have the interview and then act in some other way. I don't know. I also don't want to pay any extra money. (laughs) This is literally the problem with these choices. So, my request is going to attract unwanted attention, complications, or consequences. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound ideal. (laughs) Okay, um, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I think that this request is going to attract complications of your choice, Alex. I trust you to be gentle. Uh, and I think that she needs help with something. I think that I'm going to continue to rack up the favours. Okay. I think she's going to call both those favours in at once. Okay, cool. So I'll come back to the unwanted complications, attention or consequences. So while you've been talking and since you mentioned the mission, she, um, she's she been messing around on her pad and you can kind of see it. She's not hiding it from you. And it looks like she's looked up the looked up front load, the company that you're going to be infiltrating. And she's like been scanning some info about them. And she brings up a picture of you and Green on the screen. And she looks, she kind of double takes while she's scrolling past it. And then she actually has a look. And she's like, do you, do you recognize this guy? I don't. I assume. <laughs> He's working for Front Load now, but I'd have to confirm. But I think a couple of years ago, he was pretty instrumental in the, um, uh, in the vigilance program. And the vigilance program, for people that don't know about the Android setting, is like was an MBN-wide program where they basically like installed a lot of quite cheap hardy surveillance throughout the city it was a real problem for gangs and other criminals that sounds like a problem yes they donated all this surveillance technology to the city as an act of goodwill gara was like yeah he was kind of the face of that and that really put a damper on a lot of our operations for a while and she's like well since you're going to be running a mission anyway maybe you should uh send this guy a message (laughs) okay what you mean like text him or (laughs) she's like tell you what in exchange for these ids and we'll call up my previous favor quits as well you're going to give me a horse head? <laughs> well, not, not quite, but maybe while you're on site, you could find his workspace, maybe maybe leave a little little sign that Lost Scorp was there. 
Okay. Can you get a bird to do a shit on his desk? <laughs> <laughs> Ideally in the pattern of the Lost Scorpion logo. It's fine. I'll, I'll think of a solution. She's like, good, yeah, I, I knew you'd come through. We'll get those IDs sent over in, but, um, this afternoon. Thank you, Glitch. Slope, slope, slope. I'm going to say unwanted complications or consequences, probably that these IDs are fine now, but after the fact, if anyone goes back to look at them, they will be very, very obviously um, obviously spoofed. That's fine. That all, t- that all ties into our cover story. Yeah, we only need them one time. And all it does is implicate Tegan, so it's fine. It's a victimless crime. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you've got you've got the fake IDs. Uh, yeah, you, your characters can decide what your fake aliases are if you want, but it's probably not, not going to come up, so it's only... It's only for your own satisfaction. Chris, you haven't actually, you haven't done a ton in the terms of legwork um, at this point, and you may be about to do some. But one thing quickly is, um, while you're kind of maybe sitting around waiting for the team to get to, to get up to stuff, um, you're contacted by a, by a small-time blogger and content creator who wants to um, do an interview with you about current developments in cybernetics. Uh, that's on. Yep, fine. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and it will have no effect on the mission. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, they ask you. Uh, I don't know. They ask you a bunch of like. They give you. They give you some opportunities to get in your soapbox if you want. Um, they ask you like, what do you think of the of the current push by consumers for more affordable cybernetics as opposed to more cutting edge high tech cybernetics, and what do you think about the state of the industry? And they're obviously like fishing for controversial comments. Uh, I I'm either <laughs> I'm the perfect interview for this, so I will wax lyrical about <laughs> about the downfall of humanity <laughs> and the uh, the mass commercialization of, of cybernetics, which effectively is uh, killing uh, the advancement of of humanity to a to a higher plane. Provide about twenty sound bites in about five minutes, probably. Excellent. Okay, so uh, I'm uh, and then when asked what have you done today by the others, I'll say uh, just check the, <laughs> check the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say that this does. This is definitely covered by your illustrious directive. Um, I'm not going to give you an experience point unless this interview does end up biting you in some way. I hope you're okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Of course, that. yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, I, so I will be quite, I'll be quite scathing of, um, like, openly scathing about HB uh, Cybernetics Division and the direction that their management is taking and uh, the the kind of uh, strategic innovation being killed by uh, the, the drive for profits. Um, so what I was going to try and do, I will be sitting in my workshop. Uh, I'm trying to create some sort of uh, device that can uh, destroy the data on a server. So something that's got a program or some uh, corrupting data. I also know nothing about technology. But I have watched Hackers, so you get something <laughs> that kind of puts some of skulls and crossbones up on the screen. <laughs> Surely all you need to do is duct tape two magnets together and then attach a USB drive to it. I'm pretty sure that's how this works. Okay, I don't think this is really covered by any of Esteban's areas of expertise, right? It's not, especially no. And and there's a very real chance that I'll spend some while about, a while on this, and I go, I can't do this, and then I'll try and get somebody else to do it for me. Yeah, I think I think you're going to probably like unless you've got a move or some other course of action you think covers this. Again, this might be a contact thing that you need I haven't, to do. Esteban, it's just Esteban is egotistical enough that he would try to do it first. And your contact could, if you do use a contact, it could represent like them giving you some pointers or some parts you need. It doesn't necessarily need to be that you phone someone. You're like, can you do this? Yeah, so I, I would declare a contact then. Uh, so Esteban has been uh, dabbling a bit more in the criminal uh, underworld recently uh, for various reasons. I have worked with a... Uh, Kind of a hacker, but not a kind of um, a specialist in retrieving data specifically. Uh, and their handle is going to be Wormwood. Nice. Uh, I don't know their real name, um, but they are a, a somebody that I've worked a couple of 
operations with recently, uh, I've got them into a premise, premises that they can do a similar job to this, and they are that they're much more tech savvy in this in this context than I am. So, how do you meet up with Wormwood? Is this physical uh, so space? So, Wormwood is very uh, no, it's net space, very reclusive. Um, even when on operations, very careful to conceal their identities. So, we meet up in net space, and they have a very stylized avatar um, of a kind of demonic visage that they that they use to represent themselves. Are you in their space? Are you in their like VR space as well, or are you just in? Kind yeah, of they they host they host they they ha- they host a space that I'm that I can just about get access to because they know me and can vet me themselves. But um, it's the kind of a private uh, like chat room that they that they host. What does your avatar look like? Like me, but my suit is better. <laughs> <laughs> It's like an idealized version of you, and I'm not graying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you meet them, are you like sitting on a bench and they're looming above you all demonic-y or is it? Do you look? Yeah. Like so people? so it's a, it's it's a weird uh, f- um, kind of uh, half of it is just this uh, normal living room, and then it kind of um, gradually uh, changes into this uh, hellscape on the other side, and it kind of fades from one to the other. So I'm sitting on a uh, on a sofa with a cup of tea, uh, and there's like half a coffee table between us before like this this weird, obviously fake avatar. Do they try and communicate all grandiose to match their surroundings? No, they, they, they sound they 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 so they they can, they do historically, but because we've spoken a few times, they they just sound normal, and it's kind of um it's kind of discordant from the from the avatar. It kind of sounds a bit weird. Nice. Okay, so I don't need to do a funny voice or uh, no. Use... Well, you can if you want. No, it's okay. Okay, so yeah, you you meet up with this. Uh, with this person, there. Do you do you small talk, or you, is this all business? Uh, we. I, I like to small talk. They don't. Uh, so we do some kind of awkward, stilted small talk <laughs> for a while before we move on to the real job. This is like the reverse of my li- real life. I hate small talk. You're like, oh, I like what you've done with this with the net space. So Wormwood, yeah, Wormwood cuts to business, and uh, they're like, presume you want help with something, presumably. Yeah, just a bit of help. I can I can build a drive, but I need some help with uh, some sort of um, killer program that will will wipe a server. You just want to wipe out the data? No. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, just make it unreadable. But if you want to leave a little signature to kind of a, a to a, a, an almost gloating, we was here. Then I'm not not a mister that either. Uh, okay, roll to hit the street. Nice. Ooh, hitting those streets. Okay, so uh, you get what you want. Choose something a little extra. I'm going to add something. Um, I think that you know Wormwood is a professional, and you do have a professional relationship. So this is going to, I think it's going to cost you a credit. But you could use your 10 plus, not get an Intel or a gear, and the credit will be waived if you like. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Why does he waive the credit? Do you convince him that this is just something he should do for art, or does he owe you? Uh, he, yeah, so you we're going to we're, we're going to do it for rep. Effectively, we're going to disguise it as effectively a a. Um, so they have a. I, I know this from working. They have a slightly anarchist bent to them that they. They're quite angry with the corporations, and I kind of sell it that this will be a blow against um, MBN and uh, and one of the big corps, and we can kind of uh, make it a a calling card to enhance his reputation as much as anything else. Oh, um, we, you, and I have both said he. Are they a he, or are they still a they? Should we be using? That's pronouns? a very good point. We should be using they, yep, yeah, because I I don't know for certain. Yeah, that makes sense. So they're like they bring up some of the data about. Do you give them much info about front load, or do you just tell them this is an MBN thing, or? Like, this is completely up to you. Yeah, I will tell them because I think I want them to be invested in it. Okay. Yeah, they bring up the info. You can see, like, a little info screen flick past extremely quickly, and they're like, right on, yeah. These guys look like bastards. Give me the uh, a location to, to drop the data, and I'll get it over as quick as possible. And then I'll put it into some sort of box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with some kind of drive or, like, device attached. I think it's probably kind of, like, not super bulky. It's not, like, a huge box, but it's not, like, a little flash drive. It's, like... Some like there's there's a decent chunk to it. I think for some for some unspecified tech reason, it needs to be like the size of an orange or a grapefruit. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but not a sphere, obviously. All cyber things are rectangular. Right. So, do you guys want to use the interview as the mission? Like, 
the interview is when you're going to try and get this done, right? Am I correct in asserting that? I think that's our best shot at actually carrying out the mission. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we want to do that until we've done as much legwork as we want. Okay. So I've got a few weeks of a window, right? So I would hopefully have enough time to do some more long-term stuff. What I want to do is basically circulate around bars and social areas around Rutherford East and try and find people who've contracted for for front load before and see if I can get any information about this mysterious security personnel. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you can research. You've got ear to the ground, right? You yeah, can so that's the yeah, I don't want to do research by circulating amongst a group of people, the people being people who work around Rutherford, um, and just hopefully find someone who's contracted for them before and strike up a conversation about their experience there. Maybe I pretend that I worked there as well at one point and you know, just swap stories and stuff and do some nice, uh, almost like cold reading style baits to get them to talk about the security. Have you got the research question list uh, in front of you? Uh, yes, I do. I have the list there. Um, it's still a mind roll when I do this. It just lets me do it by talking to people rather than reading boring documents. I'm not a nerd. I don't want to go to a library. Nine. Not quite what i want but that's fine um yeah so 79 still gets me a question take you take intel as well yep okay cool um i'll mark that in a second so i guess can i just ask the question like who is the security person yeah i think that who is related to the security at front load yeah i think you can work one of these questions in i think this area of rutherford there's there's like a um there's like contractor culture there's like people that kind of short-term contract for whatever businesses will take them it seems like a tiring and stressful existence and um you you do get talking to someone who worked as like did some did some it work for them and like part of that was was ic security um and so yeah after not too much effort like a drink and some chattiness um, I guess it's up to you, like exactly how you do this, but I assume you just do this by yeah, that that sounds about social right. engineering. And basically, just hanging around bars and buying drinks for random people that look like they might have worked at this kind of company. Yeah, there's like a grimdark version of this, right, where you 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 like like get them in an alley and pin them against a wall, and you're like, who yeah, is that's the security not the plan. <laughs> but I don't think that's your your um, yeah. modus operandi. Yeah, sure. So yeah, they they are able to tell you a little bit about uh, this person. Their name is uh, Marina Raptis, uh, corporate security. Tons and tons of details. Um, you get a physical description, but it's not particularly detailed. Um, she's a exec-looking person in her in her thirties with like shoulder-length dark hair. Um, and but the details you get, you don't get a ton of ton of info, but you do learn that she is more of a she's she is like an does, she does do building security. She's also got quite a lot of like training and experience, clearly in cybersecurity. She's not ex-military, like. They're pretty sure that she's not trained in any kind of, for any kind of martial arts, and she kind of does things by the book. She's like she's not some kind of maverick. She she does things according to her training. Okay, cool. So again, intel. Can I mark that as relating to Charlie's Gray and just say it's other information I picked up while I was doing this? While you were circulating the bars, I think that actually makes a bunch of sense because you're like I think I think it's just another conversation I have some other time. Um, maybe we'll come back to it in future when I cash that intel in. But I pick up some details here where somebody just mentions the name in a conversation. I get a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you're among like office drones and contractors, so it actually would make a like all we know about Charlie's at this point is that she's some kind of corporate middle person. So it's not unreasonable that you would meet someone who's worked with her. So should you get an experience for this? Like, does this trigger a directive? I mean, I don't know if 
just every time I grab an intel, I'm going to trigger my revealing directive. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel okay. like that's maybe we'll a little bit to too much payout. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah we'll we'll get a feeling for how yeah the um the on the trail move should relate to getting experience. Yeah, it's probably you need to spend three intel for on the trail, and that would reward you with an experience. Does anyone else have things they want to do? Yeah, I think I would like to uh, research also with word on the street. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you can do something very similar to me, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, word on the street is just as long as it concerns street level gossip. She gets an intel no matter what. Uh, it says when you research by listening to or recalling street level gossip, take an additional intel even on a miss. Yeah. So the question you ask would have to be something you would conceivably learn through street level gossip. Um, but other than that, then like yeah, you should be able to trigger it. Yeah. Basically, I'm gonna try and talk to people in the tech world. Um, try and get some information about um, Matteo Cooper, partially um, to kind of keep the interview uh, interesting and engaging so he's not kind of trying to get rid of us really quickly, um, but also partially because Tegan wants to do a good interview. So just generally, I'd like to research about him and what kind of information is available online and that kind of thing. I think you still need to ask a question from the research list. Do you have that list? So as long as you can try and like make a question at least sound like one of those questions, that would be fine if that makes sense. I mean, get, I guess roll research and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Seven. So you can ask a question from the list or some other some other like appropriate sounding question you take an intel i think you just straight up take two intel cool so i guess how secure is mateo cooper and more broadly how secure is front load front load has not had tons of problems with uh, security in the past part of the reason is that just no one would really ever want to um it's not a company with tons and tons of income from what you can learn um, and they've had a little bit of like bother from like data rights activists, I guess. But mostly their whole platform is about ease of use for for creators and, and content providers. And so like that's more of their focus than security. Does anybody else have any other legworky bits to do? Uh, I want to go speak to Amelia. Okay, yeah. So traditionally, Harris's pre-mission advice slash drink has been the last thing of the legwork phase is that should we make it the last thing is there um, anything else anyone else i actually to do? feel like i'm gonna go to amelia for advice a little earlier on this one anyway we'll still do our drink as the last thing i do like i think harris is quite unsure about how to approach some of the parts of this mission so i'm actually going now to say here's what we know so far do you have any ideas no it's fine let's do that scene so are you going to her flat as normal yeah i'll go to her terrible shitty mass-produced flat block it's got the cool CGI conspiracy board, though, right? It's got like a yeah, 3D, that is 3D conspiracy board. Yeah, that is always running, I think. I don't think she ever turns it off. You can't turn off the truth, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, Harris, hey, what's up? Hey, um, yeah, I, I just wondered if I could get you to look over some details for a job I'm doing. Well, yeah, there's a few things I'm not too sure about, and I was wondering if you could maybe give some advice. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And she. I assume we cut to you explaining everything that's happened yeah, so far. so I cut over things. I think I... I guess part of what I want to make clear is that as far as I can tell, they do their security by the book, but I don't necessarily know if there's any tricks or tips to to avoid generic corp security. Uh, yeah, so she gives you some, some useful tidbits that I don't think will affect your directive. I'll get onto the directive in a second. Um, so the tidbits that she gives is that, like, um, particularly, like, at a... At a media company, people use, are used to kind of playing things by ear, which means that if you guys act kind of weird or funny, that shouldn't necessarily be a massive problem. You should have a little bit of social leeway. Um, on the other hand, when you're 
going somewhere in a media capacity, you're kind of restricted as to where you can go and who you can talk to. So, like, acting funny is okay, but trying to go to a place you're not really supposed to be is something that they're usually pretty vigilant of um, for perfectly legitimate reasons. She also says that, like, um, if it comes to it, uh, MBN is not, like... Of, of all the corps, the least suited to dealing with armed conflict. So if you do end up taking that route, it will probably give you a big advantage for a short period of time, but will then bite you in the long run because they're, they're, they're a good reactive corp. Um, but certainly it would let you seize control of the situation. Um, the actual piece of advice she gives you that could give you an experience point, if you follow it, is um, in the wake of the Flashpoint and 23 Seconds incident, um, kind of corporate espionage and data hacking is something that the public are more worried about than ever and it's it's something this mission could, has serious potential for bad long-term consequences Amelia recommends that you try and steal a bunch of like peripheral data that you can of like anything and everything like company emails personnel records um, if possible because it will this will make this look more like corporate espionage than like any kind of vengeance or like uh, ideological based crime which is the kind of thing the public is super low on right now so she like if you can try and make this not look like that because you will be in the news okay cool um was there any other advice you wanted to ask her that you don't think i covered there no i think that was actually kind of exactly what i wanted to go to amelia for so yeah that's great yeah. her last kind of parting words of advice are um i remember harris confidence is key you could tell someone the barest face lie in the world but if you sell it you can you can get away with anything. Never ever forget about the human element. She probably also asks if you've had any leads on the team, but she probably asks you that all the time anyway, so it's not. That yeah, um, I guess I would briefly update her with whatever the information I picked up is, but I'll say it's early days still, and I don't have anything definite. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so what Harris has just found might change our appro- my approach a little bit, but I don't know how much I know about in advance. So yeah, I, I would share that sort of stuff. I think actually, seeing as seeing as Esteban is in charge of the. Uh, the data wiping aspect of this i'd probably go to him and say is there any way we can expand this to make it look more like theft than pure destruction sounds like we need to right so i will call wormwood back up and say there's been a change of plans um so here's a new deal i'm proposing we we maybe want to be a bit more low-key than we were before so how's about um we do two things we're going to try and uh corrupt the data but we're also going to try and steal a bunch of peripheral peripheral stuff which i don't think we want so he can keep that data in exchange for writing the program as far as i'm concerned at first is takes a little bit of convincing because they they really wanted this to look like an ideological strike and and is like really is this just all about cash once you explain that the peripheral data is not important and is just there for appearances uh, they kind of understand and they're like that actually just sounds like child's play um i'll just send you a, a um reinforced envelope of usbs in the post and if you just plug them into any term anything and everything that has a usb port that appears to be functioning when you get in the building and then make sure to take them out before you leave um that will collect peripheral data with no other input required i wonder what usb ports look like in the netrunner universe it's a cyber usb port but they're tiny now (laughs) tiny usb ports yeah yeah it's like a tiny chip but yeah you just get a little selection of like devices that can plug into anything with an interface that's fine and then i'll update the team and say that so there's two things you need to do then, so we need to pl- plug these in wherever we can, let them run for a bit, then retrieve them, and then we also need to plug this Dujma flip into the main server array. That's a word. If you do manage to do the little side mission of plugging in, I would say, I don't know, I might come up with a number, I might not, just like feel that you've got the peripheral data steal of the mission like well done enough. Um, 
first of all, Harris will get an experience point, so that's exciting. And it would probably affect um, the any like corp clocks after the mission. Like it will, it will probably stop a corp clock from filling. Okay, so shall we do a review of the actual plan for the mission now and check that everybody's on the same page? It's whiteboard time. Yep. Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we're all going to go in under the cover of doing this interview and be the crew for Tegan, and then get to the front load office, go ahead with the interview. Then we need to transition from that into doing crimes. That's something we haven't really got a direct plan for yet, or I had a couple of ideas. No, so the key one's going to be getting somebody into the server room, right? Yeah, so so we're only expecting probably, hopefully only these few employees and maybe a couple of contractors still to work there, right? They said they were winding down, seeing as they're closing up soon. What I'm expecting is that it's probably going to be us in some side room, maybe, where they want to do the interview. Yeah, like a conference room. Yeah, so what we could do is split up and have Shell, because you're a kid, make an excuse to leave and Esteban go with her as a you're a kid, I need to make sure you don't run off or get in trouble and then you two are in charge of getting into the server room. Me and Tegan stay, continue to the interviewers cover if things go wrong we've then effectively got a hostage <laughs> if we need to <laughs> if we need to transition into something where this goes bad, then we're we're right next to Matteo. I can pull out a gun and say, do what we want or I'll shoot you. And that just gives us a bit more control if, if things do go badly. But ideally, you two go off, do the, the sneaky stuff and wreck the server and steal some data. And then we pack up and leave. Okay, that's cool. So Tegan is going to be the uh, interviewer. If we say that Harris is like the cameraman, I guess, is the person to be with you. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be flamboyant. Uh, over enthusiastic producer. Excellent. And Shell can be. Uh, I'll hold the boom. <laughs> I'm paid into. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does that sound good to everybody? Is that does that make sense yep. as a plan at least? Yeah. Do we know where we're going when we're inside? No. Should we try and get floor plans or schematics of the building? I feel like like that so we're would be we're inside. Good, we know where the server room but is. But how would we do that? I could I could uh, ask Ace if he can hack a building database and get those. That's probably the easiest way to get them. I mean, the alternative is to wait till we get there and then just like stumble around trying to find it. Like yeah, it might be obvious. It'll be quicker though if we uh, if we do have it. That's right. So I think one final piece of legwork I'd like to do is try and get Ace to help me with that. Can I do that now? Yep. As long as you can roll to hit the street. Yep, that is the plan. How are you meeting them? Uh, I believe I said me and Ace normally meet up in real meat space. Um, and we normally we went to a fancy get... seafood restaurant. Yeah, we go to we go to expensive restaurants and Ace pays for it because he's got quite a bit of money from his gambling slash cheating at gambling. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because I get to eat a nice meal. Does Ace look any different from the last time we we saw him? Like in it was like just over 6 months ago now, so it's been a little while. Not hugely different, I think. Um I think is he's still very well dressed um and it's not impossible, but he hasn't chosen to change his sweet knuckle tattoos with card suits on them. And you're in pretty good standing with him at the moment because you did help him I get rid of his annoying parents. Yep. The problem. Roll style. Boop. Nope. Uh. <laughs> That's a free. Uh, does that just mean I get nothing? I'm trying to remember. Uh, not necessarily. It means I make a move. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Ace is like, 
MBN, are you crazy? Do you know how? Do you know what their server defense is like? This could definitely come back to bite me. You did help me out that one time, and if you pay me, I mean, I'll do a job for you. You know, if you if you want, like it'll cost you two creds probably, because this is actually kind of kind of a, like it's it should be easy, but the risk is quite high. But he's like, uh, if you're sure this is something you really want, I mean, I'm just asking you to get me some blueprints. I really think two creds is a bit much for that. He's like, okay, you're cool. I mean, yeah. Um, if if, if it's going to be really difficult for you, then I guess I understand why you might want extra money, but I thought this would kind of be, you know, not a big deal. Harris, I just don't want my face on the news. Have you been paying attention the last couple of months? They eat people like me alive now. Job's dangerous. I've done plenty of dangerous jobs myself. Make it make it a cred, um, and you owe me one. Yeah, okay, I can deal with that, yeah. A credit and uh, I'll owe you something. Cool, yeah, so pay the cred. Uh, at some point, Ace will probably call in a favour. And we cut to Ace at their computer space, which is probably, like, all kind of decorated with, like, stickers and their computer's obviously custom. Tapping away a yellow glow from the screen. They appear to be concentrating pretty hard. They're chewing a toothpick or something. Ace is shuffling a deck of cards. That's what he does when he concentrates. <laughs> and he's, like, typing away and thinking and rubbing his chin. He's like, ah, got it. And um, looks kind of satisfied. And then a little... Like, a little cluster of red exclamation marks appear in the corner of his screen. And then he's like, shit, shit, shit. And he clicks something really fast. And then we see him cut to him calling Harris. And he's like, it's done, Harris. I've sent over the blueprints. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit.